Chapter 6 The Feast Hall One would think that every duelist within a five days' ride of Bradhall had come. The last time Vosloo had seen so many duelists' marks pinned to chests was when, twenty years earlier, King Carmen had called the duelists together for a series of minor reforms to be voted upon. The only addition to the laws of the duel that day had been the Sixth Agreement, Agreement of Witnesses. A small change at a glance, but more change than the laws of the duel had undergone since the calamity. Two hundred years earlier, the entire continent had been changed by a single, unexplainable event. Field Marshal Eden Belrays rose in open rebellion against the Blood King, Luca Elrin, who had succumbed to violent madness. Before he could reach the royal capital of Belmaris, though, a blinding light ripped through the air like an infinite pillar. A great wave went out from it, leveling almost anything near to it, and destroying more poorly built villages as far as thirty leagues away. When Eden arrived at the capital with what remained of his army, he found the king to be dead, the royal army decimated, and half the city in ruin. He took up the title of king for himself, and together with his scholar, Archon Jera, created the Concordant. The nine states were subdued and forced to submit to his rule, under he and Jera's vision of a nation ruled by science and reason, instead of superstition and religion. As Vaslo sat there on the broad dais alongside the lord and lady of Bradhall, thinking on the history of his ancient guild, he couldn't help but think on how little the people still knew about the calamity and the subsequent creation of the Concordant. The Guild of Duelists had been one of only three of the ancient guilds allowed to survive, the other two being that of the Bards and that of the Corsairs. Due to the ban on almost all knowledge relating to the world before Eden Belrays became High King, most people, Vaslo included, didn't even know which other guilds there may have been. Well, only Braden broke him from his ruminating. How shall we thin the number of challengers? We can hardly sit here all day entertaining each of their credentials. The duelist hadn't been paying much attention. He scanned the crowd, some several dozen duelists of every background and race. They were all gathered in the feast hall of the Black Tower. Large half-round windows opened to the noon sky outside, making it the best-lit room that Vaslo had seen since arriving. The duelists and guests sat at long stone tables, which were covered in yellow and purple drapes. Serving boys and girls ran around with fresh water, which was clearly in higher demand than the wine. Vaslo, the lord and lady of Bradhall, and the house steward, along with four of the lord's guard, were on the dais. Above them on the wall, on a long tapestry, was the skull general of Bradhall, white bones in black armor, riding a horse against a tan background. Corey had not been invited the honor of sitting among them, but had been given an honorary position at the closest table below. Vaslo got to his feet and tried to say something, but his voice was muted by the din of the gathering. The steward of the house stepped forward and blew on a loud bullhorn. The noise settled, and all eyes turned to the platform as Vaslo cleared his voice. All who are not satisfied with the type of duel, until bloodied, you may take your leave, he announced loudly. There was some murmuring. The type, place, and witnesses of the duel had all been announced in the original scroll sent out by riders and pigeons days earlier. As always, though, information was often skewed by gossip, and Vosler reckoned that a number of those now gathered did not know the stipulations. A few people left the hall, shooting disgruntled looks over their shoulders, but most stayed. Seeing that, Vosler again raised his voice. I will not accept a duel from anyone who is not a master duelist, and blooded. A noise rose again as people began arguing in the hall. Some were clearly trying to shout their case at Vosloh, raising their voices to be heard over others, or else trying to approach the dais. 
A wall of the Lord's guard descended with swords drawn and shields raised to make a wall of plate and ringmail between the platform and everyone else. The steward blew his horn again, and Lord Olney Brayden rose to his feet. It is for Master Vosler to decide who he will and will not duel with, he shouted, his cheeks flushed with anger. Any man who is not a master duelist or the guest of my house may either leave or feel the might of Bradhole come down upon them, and the fresh water cut from their stomachs. That had the intended effect. Faces that had a moment earlier been twisted in anger and frustration were now turned to worry. Where a moment earlier they could not push towards the dais quickly enough, now they were struggling past each other to leave the banquet hall fastest. Lord Brayden laughed from his seat, delighted at the effect. Master duelists, if you could all stand so I can make you out from the guests, Vaslo said in a relaxed voice. Six people got to their feet and turned towards Vaslo, with a few taking some steps forward. Three of them were in jerkins of boiled leather with their weapons at their side, one wooden and one steel, and their pins over their left breast. The other three wore regular clothing. And you are all master duelists, he asked, squinting a little to make out their faces. Is that Master Cromula nice by? One of the leathered men put a fist over his chest and bowed in the typical fashion, but he laughed a little when he straightened back up. When I heard that Vosdor Stedman was having a sponsored duel, I thought I had to come here myself and ride down the man who was spitting such lies. Vosdor joined him in the laugh, when another of the duelists joined in. They put you up in a feathered bed, Vosdor. You're going to duel in a velvet doublet tomorrow. Vosdor looked at the other duelist for a second, then recognized the man. Master Wren. By the proofs, man, I heard you were dead. I'm glad I was lied to. Ran offered a little bow as well, though not so deep as Comlin, then pushed his long black hair back over his head. It's been what, ten years? Since I do at Harglen? It has, Vosla thought aloud, and rubbed his own thinning hair. You had a bit less hair then, and now a bit more. I took a wife, Ran explained. She likes it long, and as Parthians, we don't lose our hair like you Westerners. He nodded and scanned the faces of the other six, but did not recognize any of them. Introduce yourselves, men, he invited. I'm Aaron Tollister, one offered, from Narania. Another, with shaggy brown hair and wearing a deep green tunic, spoke next. Lewin Valbraden, he said, then gave a respectful bow to Lord Olney Braden. My uncle's Lord Olwyn Valbraden, your loyal servant and vassal in Corstead. Lord Braden grunted his approval, leaning forward to see the man better. You've that Valbraden mane on your head, you do. He chuckled. Your father is Sir Bar or Sir Owen? My lord father is Sir Bar, he answered with pride. Very good, the lord said. Give the regards of myself and my lady to him when next you see him. And please, tell your lord uncle to come see me, and to bring his brothers and cousins and their kin. It has been some time since I've had a feast with the Valbradens. Branch families must always stay close in friendship. He will be happy for the invitation, Lewin Valbraden assured him. Mr. Tollister and Val Brayden, it is good to meet you, Vaslo said, and they nodded back. I doubt you remember me, Master Stedman. Another stepped forward. We dueled once when I was young and arrogant. I challenged you until dead, and you talked me down to until bloodied, and bloodied you left me, in short order too. I've always been grateful to you for that, and in the twenty years since, have come far in my art. Vaslo searched the man's face in his own memories, but the younger man was right. He didn't remember him. I fear you are correct. I do not recall your face, but twenty years changes a man. The man laughed and nodded agreeingly. Indeed, you had magnificent long brown hair when I saw you last. He offered a short bow. Dawn Cassadrius of Belmar. A pleasure, Mr. Cassadrius, Vaslo said, 
and looked at the last man in the row. And you, good master duelist, what is your name? The young man stepped forward. His skin was the deep tan of the far southeast. His head and chin alike were shaved, and he wore new leather armor with hardly a mark on it. A leather pauldron covered his left shoulder, and he had a fastener on his left vambrace that suggested he fought with a short buckler for defense, as Vaslo did. He was perhaps in his late thirties, though with no hair or beard to betray graying, it was hard to be sure. I am Darmin Sojan of Sampur, he said, with a courteous bow. Well met, Mr. Sojan. It is not often I meet a Janin on the other side of the sand bath. We are honored to have you, Vaslo replied. I am only glad I was on this side of the sand path when your duel was announced. I saw it posted at an inn near Wayfarer's Rest, he said, in the lyrical voice of his dialect. Darmin Sojan, Master Comelin said, and rubbed his chin, looking over at the man. Aren't you the man who ended Master Ozrel, in the Advin, some years back? Darmin smiled appreciatively at the recognition. I did not intend to. It was a duel until bloodied, and he unfortunately passed the night after the duel from complications with his wound. Master Osrell was a fantastic duelist, and I am honored to have danced with one such as him. I am honored as well to know that one such as Master Comelin knows my name. Master Osrell was a tough son of a bitch, Don Casadrius said. I fought him five years back until yielded. We must have fought for an hour before I kneeled and gave it up. I judged us evenly matched for swordplay, but his breathwork was stronger and he outlasted me. The duelist looked up to Voslo, and held an arm out towards the fighter from Sampur. I'll withdraw my challenge. For my part, I'd like to see you duel Master Sir John here. Master Comlin withdrew his challenge as well. I'll second that. You beat me once already, Master Stepman, though it was long ago. I'd like to see you take on some young blood and a fresher name. Darmin Sir John bowed towards them both deeply. You shower me with honor, good Master Duelists. Anyone else? Voslo asked. The other three stayed, and variously voiced that they intended to put forward an offer. Then let us move on to the agreement on loot, the master duelist said from his place above them. I don't know if any of you have ever had a sponsored duel before, but as with a standard duel, we must both agree on the loot and match it. Our lord sponsor shall then match the offer, as a third. He looked back to Olney Brayden, who was chewing on a piece of roasted duck, but nodded his approval from his seat. Lewin Val Brayden produced a shill ring with three golden shill dangling from it. I put forward three golden shill. That is a good price, Voslo agreed, then waited to see if anyone would beat it. Four golden shill, Master Tollister promised. Four, Voslo nodded, and it was quiet a moment. Five, the young Valbraden said. He drew forth two more golden shill from his shill purse and attached them to the ring with the other three. Tollister and Wren both put on sour expressions. A bit rich for me, Wren admitted and gave a courteous bow. I will enjoy watching the duel tomorrow, Master Stepman. My lord and lady of Bradhall, I thank you for your hospitality. You are all well-known masters, Lady Brayden said softly, her long red hair hanging over her shoulder and sweeping down into her lap. Please enjoy our food and lodging until after the duel tomorrow. We thank you, Tollister bowed. I am withdrawing as well. Val Brayden looked expectantly at the duelist from Sampor. Darmin Sajan produced a full shill ring, ten golden shill hanging from it, and held it out with one hand. Ten golden shill is my wager. Can you match it? With a day's notice? Barely, Vaslo admitted. But I can. Such a high price must be agreed upon by our lord's sponsor, however, as he must match it as well. Everyone looked at Lord Olney Brayden, but he was absorbed in a deep cup of wine. My lord? His wife laid her hand gently on his, and guided the cup back down to the table. 
What is it? he demanded, then followed her nod to where Darmin stood. One side of his mouth curled downwards, and a line furrowed across his forehead. A whole golden shoe-ring. By the proofs, Master Stepman, this really is a rich profession. The lords can barely afford it, he chuckled, and some wine shook out of his thin brown beard and stained the neck of his collared tan tunic. Fine, fine, I'll match it. We stand to make as much from selling wine and water tomorrow anyways. Master Valbraden, Voslow asked, but he could already tell by the look on the man's face that he could not beat an entire golden shoe-ring. I must withdraw, he said with some annoyance. I thank our lord and Lady Bradhall for their hospitality, and shall watch tomorrow with thirsty eyes. I have never seen you duel, Master Stepman, and am grateful for the chance. So are we all. With a small bow, he turned curtly and left the room. See? Only Braden said, laughing to himself, after his relative left the hall. He's a little lordling, and it's too rich for him. A rich profession, Master Duelist, a rich profession. Now I see why some people might choose it. Vasla set his eyes on Damien Sajan. It seems the loot is agreed upon. Three golden shill rings to the winner. A rich sum for a duel. Tell me, Master Sajan, have you been a master for long? It takes some time to earn that much gold and you are young. I was very lucky on one occasion, he admitted. When once I was in Farhan, there was one who boasted that no man from Sampur or anywhere else in the great state of Janu could equal a Parthian in a fight. He was a master duelist, and I had only just become one by the grace of Ajastakar, said Man Parsaf. I challenged him to a duel until bloodied, and he found it so ridiculous that he offered five golden shill if I should win, and waived my requirement to meet it. I wagered nothing and earned five golden shill that day. Later, he attacked me in my room at the tavern where I stayed and tried to kill me with a dagger. I took it and slew him, and by right took whatever he had on him. It was another two golden shill, and a few electrum shillings besides. It was a better start than any young master duelist had a right to, but there it is. Vazlo raised an eyebrow. No, this couldn't have been. Master Rosalel, Sir John answered. Too many victories poison the mind and morals of some men, Vazlo said with some disappointment. When I knew him as a young man, he would not have done something like that. Let that be a lesson for you, young master. What time can do to a man's spirit? I will remember it, Sir John said respectfully. Is it true? Have you only known victory and never tasted defeat? I've lost a scrap or two when I was younger and drunk in this tavern or that, Vaslo admitted, but never a duel. With thirty golden chill for the victor tomorrow, I certainly hope I will be the one to change that, Damien Sajan said with a deep bow. Maybe you'll get lucky twice, Vaslo said with a warm smile, and bowed back. And you accept a wooden sword as weapon? I do, he answered. And until bloodied? I do. Vaslo turned to only Braden and his wife. Then the six agreements are settled. I shall do with Darmin Sir John until bloodied, tomorrow at noon, with wooden weapons, upon the raised platform and with the people of Bradhole as witnesses, for the loot of three golden shill rings. Very good, yes, splendid, Lord Braden said. Steward, go and tell the criers to announce it in the square, in every inn, and at all the gates. Go on now. The steward... Coloured in squares of yellow and black and tan, gave a quick bow and then skipped off the dais to leave the room. I am honoured for the opportunity, my lord and lady of Bradhall, and Master Steadman, Darmin said, then took his leave as well, his two weapons dangling at his side. Do you really have ten gold shield to your name? Corey said some time later, when they were sitting in a small courtyard privately and having some dinner that Lord Braden sent to them. On me, barely, Vaslo admitted. The sun was behind the western wall of the courtyard and the fig tree that marked it, but orange light still coloured everything, and darkness was easily an hour away. On you, 
Corey's eyes widened. By the book, man, how rich are you? Vazda shrugged. I've been a master duelist for a very long time. You cannot challenge a master with less than one golden shill. And I've had some two hundred challenges as a master, and never lost one. Corey's jaw hung so open that the grape he had just tossed into it rolled back out again and onto the table. And here I am, trying to scrape an electrum shill off a barrel of wine in trade, or to sell a boot for a few coppers more than I paid for it. He shook his head, and looked mournfully at the dirk in his belt, the same one he pulled on Vaslo the day they met. I picked the wrong profession, it seems. Where do you even keep that much gold? I spread it out between the nine royal state banks, and buried some as well, just in case. It is difficult work, Vazdo assured him. If all men were duelists, there would be too many women in the world. We need coursers, singers, carpenters, soldiers, land barons, knights, horse trainers and smiths, and whatever else a person can be. We need all of them. There is more to life than a few shill rings. A few shill rings of gold, Corey said, a hint of resentment there. It doesn't make sense. Hmm? Vaslo raised an eyebrow while drinking down some fresh water. Why are you traveling with me? I didn't realize how much money was in being a duelist. You're richer now than I could ever hope to be, even in a lifetime of trading. You don't need a third of all my profits. You don't need anything at all. So why did you come with me, back there in Kippington? Did you just need a ride? Do you not intend to accept my offer at all? The master duelist wiped his mouth with a yellow kerchief and looked across at Corey, who was clearly distressed. I came with you because you offered me something different. When you rolled up with your cart and your two painted horses, I had just been sitting there thinking that I needed something to change. A dead young man was in the road in front of me, and I felt nothing from it. I wanted change, but nothing will ever change if you don't do something different. When you made me that offer, well, I thought, that would certainly be something different, wouldn't it? I thought maybe if I went with you, I would find myself in some new situations. I have, as it turns out. My first sponsored duel in many, many years, and against an intriguing opponent. I am the guest of a great lord. I chased down a miscreant in the dead of night, and on a horse. Me, on a horse. All of this in just the week that I have known you. Who knows what will happen next, when I set out once more with Corey Rush. Corey's shoulders relaxed again, his eyes got a little brighter, and he smiled. So you will then. You'll continue on with me. As... as my business partner. If you can bear having a rich, old, sour man as your riding mate, Vaslo grinned. I think I'd like that. Corey nodded, but was still looking down, thoughtfully, when he said, Vaslo, do you think... No, no, never mind. Oh, stop the pouting and out with it. Corey looked uncomfortable for a moment, but at length he raised his eyes and met Vaslo's. Do you think... Well, um, do you think maybe you could train me? Just a little, he added quickly. What? Vaslo laughed, all smiles. So you won't need me any more? Well, no, it's just... Corey chewed on his thoughts for a moment. My father was a duelist. I told you the other day. He trained me some before he passed. It was a duelist that killed him. I think that's why I turned to merchantry instead. I've always sort of resented the art. Meeting you, though, seeing the respect you command, and how you always look so confident in your own body, so sure that you're safe. I want that. And I think my father, well, he'd have wanted me to have that too. The master duelist put his drink down and stared hard at his companion. Corey Rush seemed as good a man as most, from what little he had seen of him so far. He was fair in the few business dealings that Vaslo had been there for. He was well-spoken, seemed polite, and knew enough of social courtesies to handle himself well in the situations that Vaslo was somewhat unfamiliar with. 
He was slim and lanky with long arms, which, if trained, would be good for dueling. Legacy, the thought came to Voslo. Maybe that was one of the things he was looking for. If not the thing. His master, Sarfan, passed his unique style of fighting on to him, but Voslo had never taken an apprentice, and if he died, the unique dance that created two undefeatable duelists would die with him. Maybe it was time to take an apprentice. And seeing as how he would be spending a great deal of time with Cory anyways, maybe the merchant was the right choice. We'll give it the old-fashioned try, Vazlo said at last, and relief visibly washed over Cory. But for the reasons you stated, and not so that you can become rich one day. My master did not live as a rich man. I do not live as a rich man, and neither shall you. Not by this art, at least. Yes, yes, of course. Cory leapt to his feet again and bowed deeply. Do we shake on it? Is there something to sign? Do you give me a sword? Questions came in rapid sequence. No need for any of that, Vaslo said, raising his arms up like he was about to defend against a blow. I will buy you a sword, though, if I win tomorrow, and then we will work on fastening you a wooden weapon as well. Yes, of course, two weapons. And you'll be needing to eat more. You're all skin and bones. Takes some muscle to swing a sword much. Eat more, yes. I'll pay attention to it. Oh, this is very exciting. When do we start? Cory asked enthusiastically. Tomorrow, with some of that learning over there I was talking about in the training yard. You will watch how I move. I shall draw the fight out a bit for you, if he is not too difficult an opponent. Watch how I hold my weapon. That is the main thing I want you to worry about tomorrow. Cory was nodding emphatically. How you hold your weapon? Yes, I can do that. Thank you. Thank you very much, Vaslo. I was so afraid to ask you. Don't worry about it, Cory. It will be a fun distraction on the road, and I am so overdue for taking an apprentice. Considerate repayment for the adventure and the easy transportation. Letting these old legs get some much-needed rest. The merchant and the swordsman talked about the art of dueling until the sky began to darken, and then went back to their respective rooms to prepare for the day of the duel.